hope the fire station is up and running right now because we got a lot of frauds to talk about today. All right, pre-show shenanigans, everybody. The world, we've been waiting for this for, I want to say it's been like seven years now. Maybe a little bit under, a little bit longer, but in the range of like six to eight years uh, that we've been waiting for this. Um, ladies and gentlemen, the wait is finally over. Uh, Billy McFarland is back. Firefest 2 is official, it's happening, and it will be 100% real and legit this time, and it 100% will not be a scam or a ripoff. Completely guaranteed. It's uh, definitely no not, refunds. definitely no, not. No refunds, uh, all sales final once uh, purchased. Uh, but Firefest 2 is back. And now I, I don't have like much to say about the actual Firefest itself, other than like, hey, take a page out of that marketers that's how you market some shit but regardless regardless make sure you have something um tangible to market and make sure that your event is actually going on uh before yes yeah, so, so you don't get shit. you know legally prosecuted that that you know that yeah, might that be a part. big yeah a that, big, that, big yeah step. that's the reason why yeah i totally forgot about that whole aspect but uh firefest 2 is bad and can it be to... better than the first one is the question well is the not, sequel better uh not very hard to do uh but it actually in my opinion for firefest 2 to surpass firefest 1 it has to be even worse that's my, my point eyes, that's, that's my point okay okay that's how billy mcfarlane will separate himself from the rest of the pack if he can con a second group of investors essentially invest in a second generation bullshit, too by the way take notes because Literally. everybody the first time, right? College students, everything like that, right? These, all these people been graduated for years, okay? Now, now you have this wave of Gen Zers. Next generation of college students. Our dumbasses. Who, who are now going to be the, the next generation of, of being stranded on an, an island somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, exactly. Uh, let's just say Billy McFarlane has the opportunity to do something hilarious right now. Uh, he could really set the world on fire, no pun intended. Uh, what Billy can do right now to, to send a message to the world on like literally how like you can advertise something and just build excitement or like buzz over a Firefest. Uh, yeah, Billy McFarland. We might need to be studying him in textbooks. In, like, I, I also just want to say um, if <laughs> if you are seeing something offered to you that's like five hundred dollars it's like what it was like two thousand five hundred something let's embrace debate but go on but and it's like two thousand five hundred and they're like we're gonna you get flights we we got private escorts to a private island where you'll be staying all for the low price of two thousand five hundred dollars something's got to be going on in your head like wait a second hold on someone does that up here multiple things also what i just want to say too on top of that uh i know how we all like wolf of wall street jordan belfort right like everybody is like all right, sick. Well, no. So obviously, everybody loves the Wolf of Wall Street movie, right? Everybody's like Jordan well, Belfort. Course. Like people, people studied what he did, right, to make money. Yeah. Um, we need a new Wolf of Wall Street movie, but about Firefest. I know we have the uh, documentary. Now let's think of an alliteration here. Uh, something about like Bahama, the um. Try to think of a, a word with a B. Doesn't quite work up. But the Bahamas. Anyway, what I was gonna say. Let's embrace debate here, uh, Everett. Which organization or person has a better perspective outlook in the future, Billy McFarlane with Firefest or the Pac-12? Who has a brighter future? 
Oh, yikes. Um, I'm going to be honest. Probably the Pac-12. Probably. Probably. But I mean, damn, you got to think. But yes. it's not as obvious as it should be. No, it is not. <laughs> that is, that's, that's spooky. I'm just trolling there. But that's like, spooky. Hey, hey, Firefest, uh, we'll see. Maybe this time around. There are some Firefest 2s happening right now. 49ers have a Firefest of their own with Trey. Maybe with the Colts have a Firefest with Jonathan. Hey, Taylor. maybe maybe we uh, can call the movie The Boogeyman of the Bahamas. Potentially. Potentially. Uh, potentially. Uh another Firefest that we're about to go over, Urban Meyer, Florida team. Uh multiple Firefests that occurred there and many Firefests that were not covered in the Unfortunately. Day. Yeah, you would expect more from an untold story documentary. Yeah, it wasn't really untold. No, no, no. It was very much told. pretty commonplace. Uh, pretty told. No, no, no. We want to hear the stuff that we've been been hearing reports of, but no confirmations. We want to hear those stories. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah, exciting, exciting couple of days. But without further ado. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Wild Boy Podcast. Today it is episode 146. There's a lot to dive into today. There's a lot to unpack. The Urban Meyer Florida doc just dropped, and one of us watched the whole thing. Uh, I have some some Ohio State updates to make on the recruiting trail. A very big-name player that we landed, which I was very scared shitless that we weren't going to land. Also, another rumor of a new true freshman player. At, yeah, you guys get it. So a wide receiver uh, who's projected to make a big step up during his true freshman season. Uh, JSN News, JT News. Trey Lance, yikes. yikes! There's a lot to go over today, but uh, Everett, do you have any MLB today? Do you want to get a little seamhead discussion going right now? Let's let's see awesome if I got any seamhead discussions for today. It really doesn't look like it. It doesn't okay. look like I that's, have anything. That's okay. Unfortunately, we don't need to discuss baseball today. I, I think that is all right. Uh, we anything, got our big Dodger talk out on the Tuesday episode. There hasn't really been anything going on. I think the, the, from in two days. So I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we can uh, devote the MLB section to a quick little college football week zero preview i'm totally kidding week zero it hey football's back don't get me wrong it's just when it comes to scheduling we got to get some better like usc is playing this saturday See, i decided i'll be going to the game but it's against san jose state and it's only on pac-12 network i couldn't even watch it if i wanted to from my apartment i have to go to the coliseum to watch them play it's also it's oh my god like i just put together what i just sucks like, i was thinking i so i wasn't paying but i just put together what you said that's a great to watch the football team that i attend the school for i that you by the person. way that you live literally next to because yeah. it's usc for him like it from la my whole like right next but i have to physically go to watch caleb williams the former heisman winner also, that's just egregious because for the Pac-12, right? It's Caleb Williams. Like everybody wants to watch him. You know how much money you could have could made, could have made. Uh, what? Also, I just want to say, like, oh, wow. it was. It's so confusing. It was. It was very confusing for me. The whole week is zero stuff because technically you get two bye weeks, and I say that in quotation marks. It's a, two bye weeks. It's right. two bye weeks. Well, no, because. Every NFL, NFL college football team gets two bye weeks, yeah, but yeah. like 95% of them is week zero. 
So I, what I don't understand, like it doesn't oh, really make wow. sense to me why that's the case because then it gives advantages to teams later in the shorter camp the season it's not like if you're playing week zero you get to start your camp earlier than other teams no yeah so but like, at the same time like your prep technically starts earlier but everybody right now like is doing their prep for the following zero? week oh huh? oh i get no it. like they started their prep a week early like the last week of fall yes, camp yes, for yes, most places was their first week of prep yeah. but yeah. arguably that's better in my opinion oh. then you get two bye weeks later in the season depending on what team you no, are no, i would much play, rather like... not play week zero don't get you're better off not playing week zero you want to say their own shit but like when you have that bye week layer it's just setting up the bye week properly and some ad's got it down to a science others do not the one thing you got to give the sec although i like to make fun of their schedule their ad's are smart so you got to give them some credit like it's a big advantage for the Iron Bowl when Alabama plays Stanford the week before and you essentially have a built-in bye week going into the Iron Bowl. SEC. It's kind of an advantage. Gotta love advantage. it. Uh, but regardless, regardless. Yeah, uh, there was some interesting stuff. But uh, some of their college football stuff to dive into. Uh, I'll start with the Ohio State news. Quick. Okay. I'll be quick. Uh, so... First things first, boys. Holy shit, ladies and gentlemen, we got him. Houston, we have a problem. Five-star defensive end Edric Houston from Georgia has committed to Ohio State. Now, Edric Houston, he is teammates with Dylan Rayola, who was previously committed to Ohio State, number one player in the class, has decommitted and committed to Georgia. Uh, uh, Dylan Rayola was playing high school football in Arizona, and shortly after he committed to georgia he then moved out to georgia started going to the high school that his two five-star teammates kj bolden and edrick houston were uh going to so he went to his high school to recruit them to come to georgia uh kj bolden will be playing for the florida state seminoles following in the steps of derwin james at safety and edrick houston is an ohio state buckeye so uh bit of a bit of a whiff there kirby uh gotta get a little bit smarter when it comes to recruiting our high school players using the high school players to recruit other players uh but that's the recruiting update holy shit that was such a massive get for ohio state we needed that if we didn't get that the dn room was looking very very weak uh but before Oh, are you still talking about Ohio State right now? Or, or you can you can budget real uh, quick. I was gonna. I have something on USC before. I just want to say before we get oh. into what you want to talk about the most this episode. So the the other thing is the rumor going around Ohio State uh, right now. Uh, it seems like Devin Brown is going to be named the starter pretty soon. Now apparently, all the coaches uh, they had a coaches only meeting where all the coaches voted on who they think the starting quarterback should be. And Ryan Day claims that it was almost 50-50 split down the middle. Um, Yeah, I'm calling cap on that one. Uh, I'm going to go on a limb and say that, like, maybe two of the coaches picked Kyle McCord. Devin Brown's going to be announced as starting quarterback. Or, actually, I take back the announced part. He, he will start week one. I cannot confirm that they'll announce it. I actually have a feeling we might pull a 25th uh, – 2015 literally have jt and cardell both in the huddle on the sideline and only one of them runs out there on the field for the first play of the game that's that's, that's mind games that's mind games i don't like that idea also i don't like playing with them like that but 
Ryan Day is not going to announce Devin Brown well, as the well, starter. Well, also, over what, 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 it's not Kyle McCord is going to mentally check it's out not, if he gets beat out by a younger kid. It's not, it's not, it's not mind, it's not fucking with them if you have them both in the huddle because the, the team's going to already know who it is, just not going to be public for until I don't know. that happens. Well, that, like, I mean, I have, I obviously have no idea, but like the rumors were like for that 2050 camp, like they were perfectly split first team. Like, no one yeah but the thing is the, the players like, the teammates had an idea like we want X the player the not, players but... in the game plan will know but they're taking the advantage of the media saying it's 50 50 and the other team can't game plan against two no, fucking well, quarterbacks well, another, so like, putting them on the field well, not announcing it Cordell makes and JT had tape out there so yes yes like I, Devin but, Brown, comic order is no. Team. No, 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 no. I, I get much, that. I you know? get that. But I'm saying for that year in 2015. No, no, okay. I, no I, I'm saying I'm, I'm with you. Like I understand. There's yeah. many different, and they're coming off a natty. It's, it's a completely different circumstance. Um. There. Uh, okay. Before. But, yeah. Uh, oh, oh. Did, I didn't even get to say. Uh, the rumors that new true freshman wide receiver Carnell Tate is quote the best true freshman wide receiver to walk into the Woody. Marvin claimed that. He is further along than he was at that point in his career or of their careers. Uh, Carnell Tate might be pushing to get some serious PT this year. Now, I'm not saying he's going to start this season, but I can see him having a role similar to Garrett Wilson in 2019, where he did get notable playing time. He did get three, four targets a game, like did get playing time and actually did have a role for the offense. And so, yeah. Carnell Tate, in terms of wide receiver three right now, that that battle's wide open. Okay. It could be Fleming, it could be uh Jane Ballard, uh, or shit. Let's see. Maybe, maybe everything's true. Carnell Tate can be that wide receiver number three for us. So we'll see. We'll find out. But hey, just want to let the people know. Rumors going around. Carnell Tate's him. Uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I have some kind of breaking Vikings news for NFL segment. Um the thing that I, uh, I uh, let me quickly look at the Twitter to yeah. think I okay, but go on. But but um, what I was gonna say is uh, I don't know if you saw this, but Caleb Williams basically stated that he is not officially decided to go out for the draft this year, depending on how the year goes. Well, we that's all, really interesting. After we like all, a couple months ago, he was talking about, well, I'd really like to play for the, when I go number one next he, year. Be sick. When, he play. he. I mean, look, we all know that he's gonna go number one. Okay, like unless something yeah, disastrously happens, he's gonna go with number one. Okay. He basically was kind of saying leaving the door open for an Eli Manning situation, be like, hey, if it's number one team, if if I don't want to be there, um, then I will leave. I have NIL and stuff and I'll chill. Um yeah. and then I'll come back. For Caleb? For Caleb, and then I'll come back to the draft the next year. What is the team I like a little bit better than the Cardinals? Potentially, it's just that's such a big risk. Like you're really betting on yourself. It's Dennis Schroeder to a whole new level. Like if you if if Caleb stayed an extra year because he doesn't want to go to Arizona, and like essentially pulls like a like a big arch manning on steroids what he did forcing eli out of san diego that piece of shit but but if caleb were to like do that 10x and just skip out another year keep that beats nil deal keep that beats nil deal uh and then enter the draft the year after like 
that's that's playing chess when everyone else is playing checkers. Well, that's what NIL is allowing bet. players to do now. Is if you don't want to go for the draft, you don't have to. You can make well, money still. True. I I just let's let's just start off with let's just start off with this. Um, I'm just gonna pull up Bryce Young and CJ Stroud's contract. Just the difference in those two spots from one to no. Two. That that also is blatantly uh, obvious. Like obviously, the, there's difference in money. But million Bryce Young. Well, let's also put it this way. If, if you're CJ. if you're Caleb Williams, let's say this year, right? Let's say this year the number one pick goes to Oh, actually, uh-uh. Caleb's entering the NFL as soon as he can. If Caleb delay, Caleb can wait. He can keep on waiting. Caleb Williams, his number one goal right now, and Jonathan Taylor's showing it uh, to you right now, but it's a little more accelerated because he's a running back. Uh, the number one goal of the NFL is get to contract number two and get that money. And you want to hit that as quickly as possible. We don't want to get MLB fucked over here like what we're doing with Gavin Lux right now, okay? True. I'm sorry, Gavin. You're making pennies for the next five years. I'm sorry. That that's is that is true. Works. That is true. Caleb trying to get that but second contract. because That is, that is true. But at the same time, let's assume that his career plays out the same way we've seen him in college, right? Whenever he gets no, no, that... No, no, It's just a risk. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Last year. Hold on. That's why I'm saying let's assume. Assume means assuming it means probably it's the way that it probably will go all right that's the word i'm using let's assume okay whenever he gets to that second contract he's going to reset the market now if you're resetting the market oh yeah when are you more likely to make more money if you well no no, i know one year or the year later yeah yeah, wait and that's that's what that the other thing the other thing is delaying that time you want to i I get it but let's also assume let's also assume that he's going to be the number one overall pick in either year okay let's assume that that's the case I Let's know, just assume. I'm assuming. We're assuming here. All right. I know, but it's just like it's a big word. I get that. it. I get it. That's a big word. Okay, I get it. But let's assume. Okay. All right. You actually have... let's play along with this. Yes. There's there we can guarantee 100% confirmation that if he sits an extra year, there will be no harm in injuries or anything. Yes. He will not be worse. There will be yes. zero, zero downside to stay. Okay. You have the Cardinals this year with number one pick. Okay, and you get to get through that second contract earlier, whatever. Okay, you go wait another year. All right, who's the next shittiest team in in the NFL right now? Uh, Who's pretty fucking bad? I have no idea. Two years, who do we think is going to be the worst? Um, Let let me, let me, let me do a little check. Let me do a little check here. All right, the Rams. Rams. Do they have their first? I think they'll have their first now. Do they have their 25 first or did they give that up for you have Rams, Miller? Bucks, uh, Bucks as well, Tampa Bay. Okay. Uh, Raiders, Las Vegas. Okay. Let's say any of those three teams get the first overall pick between well, the Rams, you know, let, Bucks, and Raiders. Think, let's think broader here. Some team trade up to go get their guy. Like let's Jack, say we could even hypothetically Aaron. say the number one overall team doesn't need a quarterback Giants. so so somebody wants to come and get that pick all right no, yeah, we're in that boat so we're in that boat all right vikings Just saints cool. okay vikings now we're talking now we're talking. vikings saints uh fucking broncos might be there at that point seahawks mm-hmm. might be there at that point Tennessee, um unfortunately but yeah uh Maybe the Falcons, if Desmond Ritter doesn't play out. The Falcons will definitely be inquiring for the Caleb Titans. Services. The Titans, I'd say that Commanders. those are the teams. Uh, Packers, possibly. The Packers. Yeah, it's yeah. to say maybe the Packers. Uh, you, you had New Orleans on their base. So, yeah, okay. So it's the Vikings. That gives me trouble. 
it's the Vikings. If if they if there was a way for Minnesota to draft Caleb Williams last year for next se- or next season for the season after, and there was a pen to paper, I will go to the Minnesota Vikings and I'll sit out this next year with my NIL. Then fuck it, I'm on board with it. But but it's regardless of it's Arizona, regardless, which I'm also not entirely sure if Arizona, like now Kyler Murray's, I fuck with Kyler, but it's the question of which one they want to trade on the contract. It's a question of get less in return for Kyler. Yeah. The question is you already have the contract, right? And you have the number one overall pick. So you're going to be either trading Kyler and his contract or you're trading the first overall pick. So which one will you get more for the first you're going to get way more for the first overall pick than Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray, I mean, I would say he's about average, maybe a little bit above average, depending on if I'd he's say hurt. above average. I, I, Kyler's, Kyler's but, good, but, but massive contract. So no team's going to want to take that on for their first round pick, which is what you're going to ask, probably yeah. multiple first round picks. Yeah. So, I mean, so I don't know. Like, it's up to them. Like, also, in a way, if they decide to go with Caleb, in a way, like, depends on how good they think Caleb. Now, I'm very biased. I can't really give you an honest opinion. Uh, but, like, in my opinion, I'd rather have Caleb Williams on his cheaper rookie contract. No, 100%. And I agree with you. I just don't know if you're so, going to get the assets you want out of Kyler Murray. If, if yeah. I, let's say, hypothetically, everything plays out the same that we're expecting this year. Caleb Williams enters the draft. He's going to get drafted. Doesn't do it. Eli Manning bullshit. Okay. Cardinals get the first pick. All right. If I'm the GM of the Cardinals, Kyler Murray's out of there. Yeah, most likely. He's gone. Yeah. And I'm taking I'm taking Kyler Murray and whatever the fuck I get for Kyler Murray. If I don't have the two pick, I'm taking that pick I got for Kyler and my other pick. Yeah, I, I'm kind of I'm, assuming Houston's going to finish the second worst team. No, I, I think the Bucs the Bucks are going to be the second worst the team. Rams. Or the Rams. The Bucs or the Rams are going to be the, the other two worst teams, but... I'm, if, yeah, if one I, of the NFC South is just going to put up if, a stinker, <laughs> like that's the Colts. Um, no, no, but, NFC South, NFC South. Oh, oh, uh, Falcons. That's the Bucks. That's the Bucks. Like, that's Falcons, the Bucks. The Bucks are going to stink. The Bucks are going to stink. Carolina, I'm looking at you. Remember, I went through the records. <laughs> I got Falcons at eight and nine, Bucks three and fourteen. So, uh, but if I if it was me, I would take that first round pick I get for Kyler Murray, package that that bad boy up and get the second overall pick and i'm taking marv and i'm doing caleb williams and marv oh yeah disgusting me, bro. That, foul like that's how you sell caleb williams and coming to arizona i mean just there's that there and so we're gonna redo the turf on the field those are the two things Kate, like i think caleb's trying to brand himself as like superman in a way but it's super marv but like i mean sure, maybe they could do some brand there but yeah uh okay little little quick little Urban Meyer, Florida dog. Okay, so I watched the whole thing. Ever you didn't get to see the whole thing, but I just want to discuss like a couple of things. Like real quick, there were multiple stories, stories of details that I'm not going to name on this podcast because I don't want us to uh, just be flagged for just profanity and just literal vile <laughs> things. <laughs> yes. So I'm not gonna say it by word, but uh, like let's just say uh, at the time, Florida, they had some. Um, interesting. They had some delinquency players. going on. There was some delinquency well, they, going they, on. They right? went into that. Not exactly. Uh, also very interesting that uh, th- 
I'm not sure if you have to, I'm not sure if he's been on the dock yet for you, but they have a former five-star lineman. He's wearing glasses. To, I, I forgot his name already, but they have a former five-star lineman with glasses talking. He's kind of like, he was kind of giving like the anti-Urban Meyer opinion, like talking down on Florida in his time there. Uh, fun facts of the day, that guy had to be escorted to class every single day by current Ohio State O-line coach Justin Fry uh, because he had multiple uh, SA uh, allegations throughout his time at the University of Florida. So, like, it's just funny they didn't bring that up. They interviewed him. Didn't, didn't even gloss over that shit. Uh, there were a lot of things. Also, it's just, like, Aaron Hernandez, like, like, Urban, you're about to see it. Like, Urban dives into the story of one of his former players that ended up passing away after Urban kicked him off the team. And Urban was like, I will never kick a player off the team. Like, er, shit. I don't even, I don't even know how to relate to it. Like, he just takes a lot of blame for kicking the kid off and, like, what happened. So, like, as a result, like, Urban stopped kicking people off the team. But, I mean, Cam Newton had his laptop shit. They didn't. Cam Newton, I think he had about two seconds of a picture of his face. That was what, it. What I don't understand, what I don't uh, understand. Fire alarm. Can you hear this? There no. is currently a fire alarm going on right now, but there have been fire alarms all morning. So I'm going to well, assume. Luckily, this is I can't. If but there's a fire this works... going on, this is going to be excellent content. <laughs> so kind of hoping for it. Um, I just don't can understand, though. I, I can kind of hear it in and out. But we're going to keep going. We power through. Here. We power through. Uh, I hope to be, I really hope this isn't just, all, okay, it's done. It's not bad. It's not bad. Okay. It's not bad. I not want to ear rape anyone. Okay. No, it's not bad. Um, But if we, if we come back and this is unusable, this will be rather unfortunate, but yeah. it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, we didn't have much fun after that. But, but what I will say, what I don't understand, the laptop thing with, with Cam Newton it's not I can quickly that explain it's i know but it's not that i think if you're listening to this podcast it's gonna save no, us it's time not, and it's you, not it's not a notable story but no no no. but if you just don't know it just look look it up that'll be yeah, that'll be easier but just can... i just i just don't understand why it's such a minor thing why it wasn't well, included. cam newton with his laptop scan and everything because of it, he had to leave and go to juco so when he left juco cam newton was tapped and was being groomed and breeded to be the next tim tebow after Tim Tebow was going to go to Cam Newton. Urban Meyer, you're going to watch the rest of the doc, but Urban Meyer, like two years after he won his second natty, he retired from the University of Florida and left. Uh, Cam Newton, his laptop shit and leaving Florida played a really big fucking role in Urban Meyer leaving the University of Florida because he didn't have his quarterback. Played a very big role. Urban Meyer, his last year at Florida, he had a pocket passer quarterback staying there doing jack shit, couldn't move. You saw what Chris Leak did in the first half of that game. He needs a mobile quarterback. Also, probably why JT Barrett won that battle over Cardell, regardless. When we're looking at, you know, what was going on, and they just glossed over Urban retiring. There were so many. Carlos Dunlap had a DUI heading into the SEC championship game. And now it was a big star player who now has this shit on him too. Percy Harvin beat up a wide receiver coach. Uh, like... It was when the star players, Cam Newton, is now getting in trouble. Like, now Urban's like, oh, shit. I literally cannot control this anymore. And he was like, I'm done. I'm out. Then, boys in Starling Gray swooped him up. Look at that happen. 2014 Natty, baby. All right. But there were just so many things they didn't cover. So many things. But one thing I wanted to mention, because you did see this, 
were the mat drill workouts that they had, uh, which in the short footage that you saw it, uh, it was just fucking street fight wrestling to the death. Like I just saw the, like there was one clip of just dude just elbowing each other's heart. Like yeah, somebody passed out. Like that part I expect, but it was seeing them being like, like literally punch him in the face, elbow, like hit him as hard as you can, like knock him out like that. I was like, Oh shit. Like they are, for lack of a better term, they are truly putting you in the crucible. Shout out Arthur Miller. But uh, what they did in those math drills of just like breeding, finding out who was going to crack under pressure and who would rise from it. Now, as an Ohio State fan, Urban, he brought over uh, that staff, that training staff. Coach Mick is like the guy who like, it, the strength and conditioning coach at Florida at the time, he's at Ohio State now, but he like, I'm pretty sure it was Mick who was like, let's do these mat drills to like figure out who's like actually who's who's a man and who's a boy. And when they brought those over to Ohio State, like I I have seen the interviews heading into the 2014 season that Ohio State won the net. Every former Ohio State player said that was the worst summer of their life. And like, if you say the word mat to them, they'll have like non flashbacks. Like they're terrified, traumatized of what, coach mick put them through on the mat drills uh but just hearing that shit and stuff like damn like i don't want to know the battles going down between like bosa and like uh shit like some throwback linemen at the time like oh my god like they were just killing each other i like you'll like this one imagine Michael Thomas versus Marshawn Lattimore. Matt Drills wrestle to the death. I pay to watch that shit. <laughs> yeah, but Damn. those Matt Drills, I was sitting there, I was like, oh my God. Like all the players are like, don't even say 2014 to me. I love that we won the Natty. But when I think of my August and spring of 2014, I like legitimately like, passed out four times a day during the mat drills like not safe not good not, not good safe. not uh, good but yes that as a ohio state urban meyer fan i was a bit more interested in it and glued to the screen but like holy shit that was that was an amazing thing just to watch just to kind of see and for us we we're a little young at the time so <laughs> um nice for us to just kind of really sink in how good everything was yeah is that is that all you got for college football pretty much did you have any thoughts on the doc like well so i mean i haven't finished it yet that's the yeah. issue i think that it, it it's kind of lame that you know netflix out of this thing to be they, such oh, a oh, big sorry, thing but... and missing yeah. very key points of things that people really wanted to know yeah and like obviously they, a four-parter come on let's obviously they got their money's worth of it because everybody watched it but i just think that like the the issue with documentary series like that doc ever like, it, it, it could have been and they could have done way they more numbers than to do, do it, is what i'm saying but they've been a lot of their documentaries that they've been making lately haven't really been documentaries about stuff. It's kind of been like pushing a certain agenda. Like this one, a lot of people are like, it's pushing the positive Urban Meyer agenda. Like not saying Urban Meyer's a bad guy and he needed that, but 
it's well, a lot. I mean, it, as an Ohio State fan, I'd accept it if you said that. It's a lot. It's just a lot more focused on urban than it is about other. Yeah, no, it's it's an urban Meyer We were hoping, and, and Tebow. It's the same thing with a lot of the documentaries. The thing Netflix bought the rights to a Jerry Jones documentary, like you know, that's gonna be all positive talk. Like, I mean, it's pushing that. So, uh, it, it'll just be interesting. But on to the NFL. Uh, it, this is going to be a pretty quick episode. Uh, honestly, yeah, there's nothing like crazy. crazy We're in the, this is, over. this is like the calm before the storm. Like the shit's about to start getting yeah, pushing. Final going week real. of the preseason. It's like literally final, like cuts and keeps there. Yeah. The most you, uh, this last week, it, like, we're also just not going to be able to finish the cuts and keeps. I'm going to be honest. And I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to push it. I'm not going to push it. It's been a good run. <laughs> I'm not pushing it though. Um, Love that. Just get out in front of it right now. Let the yeah. I, they, uh, for the for the draft season, off season wish list. Oh, I'd oh, be yeah. fucking no, hauling ass now. right now. Now. I'd probably be so anxious, stressed out right now, getting all that shit done. Uh, but the the surprising keeps and cuts. No, it's not that big of a deal. So I, I apologize I if I did not get to your team. That's on me. But uh, hey, maybe they can DM you. Yeah, if it's really, I, know, that, I just put a lot more work on your plate. I know that was an asshole. That's move, really important to you. you. You're welcome to DM me on uh, on Twitter. You're welcome to come do that at every stakes. <laughs> but uh, you know whose preseason it, it won't be his last preseason game anymore. Um, Corey Davis it will no longer be Corey Davis. Davis's last preseason game because that was last week. Uh, Corey now, Davis officially retired, uh, blowing up my entire Jets surprising keeps and cuts list. Here. Let's have some fun here, though. Uh, now. Was it Aaron Rodgers or was it Alan Lazard who was like, get him out? I don't want any competition. Like, was Aaron Rodgers like, I don't like you? I, I'm gonna one up you. I'm, I'm going one up, up to Aaron, like, hey, I'm, big bro, please get him out. I'm one upping you even more. It was Randall motherfucking Cobb. It was Randall motherfucking Cobb. Randall Cobb. Okay. I thought you were about to say Nathaniel Hackett forced him out. So I was about to say, wow. Okay. Holy shit. Bombshell. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, was it supposed to be like the wide receiver two on the field? Or maybe not well, last year, but just came, starting. Last year he came into the season. As, or what? Last year he came into the season as the wide receiver one. No, I yes. I'm just damn, did he not have a role? Does he hate Aaron Rodgers? I just don't think he, he just, played well. Did and he I pull think of uh Vontae Davis. Um uh, just done with that, but instead of that, I think that I think that uh I think that he Maybe just he didn't produce well touched. last year. And then when they brought in Alan Lazard, Garrett did well. They brought in a couple of other pieces. He was just like, All right. I don't know. And it's just <laughs> it's always interesting to me to retire like in the middle of training camp you know he also like, i mean look if, like if i'm being honest it, if i wasn't well, if the work i was putting in wasn't worth it and i was just I like, like this, i just would have never committed to the season this just kind of sucks aaron Rodgers, okay never mind i take that aaron Rodgers was coming you're gonna fucking you're not retiring in the offseason that aaron's coming i get that okay okay um next thing this JSN is about broke a bone in his wrist you can do that yeah sure yeah, I'm, I'm not, like, too concerned, but I, I thought there was a chance JSN could finish with, like, in a 1,000-yard season. Nah, not anymore. With this, Like, it'll be such a slow start now. Maybe, but I highly doubt it now. I was pretty confident it would happen before, but now, like, shit. Eh, we'll see. We'll see. 
You'll I'm love not, this though. Not concerned long term though. No, long term is fine. Would have made me way more concerned long term. If it was lower body, I would have been way more worried. Um, you'll you'll love this. So this is on the Browns. Okay, this is about fighting and practices and joint practices with the Browns. Kevin Stefanski has implemented what a new rule. Ohio State players were in the shit. All right. This is the Kevin Stefanski just implemented this rule to try and prevent fights. If you get into a fight and you are a starter, you now have to play in the next preseason game. You are forced to play in the final preseason game if you are a starter and you get in a fight. If you and are is a, that inter-team, cross-team when they come and do the joint any fight or just any fight? Any fight. Any fight. God. If you are a backup who gets in a fight, you what? cannot play in the upcoming in- preseason game. You are That's not allowed to worst. play. That's the worst punishment you could possibly have. Uh, wait, wait, which one of them? Uh, I know there have been a lot of fights. Re- were, were any Browns players involved in fights? I'm pretty too? sure there had been something like the other week. Yeah, there must have been good. something for them to put the rule in. But First huh. time I've heard that rule, but I kind of fuck with it. If you're a starter and you're like guaranteed, you that's know so, they do not want to play. That's the funniest punishment ever. You have to play. They're like, oh my God. Like, fuck. <laughs> that's so funny. And also, if, if you're a backup and that happens, yeah, then you're pissed off never too. never well, no, yeah, but also if you're a backup <laughs> and the starter in front of you gets in a fight and they have to play, you're like, dude, fuck. Because it takes your PT away. Well, that angle as well, yes. But so so backups just get and they double fucked. And you look better when you, I don't know. I don't know. Backups just get double fucked, basically. Yeah, no, it's it's not. We're not we're not keeping the backups in mind there. We're not, we go over that exactly. But yeah, uh, that's, that's an interesting detail. Shout out Stefanski. Stefanski, Kevin Stefanski's rule. Maybe, uh, maybe he's doing something correct in Cleveland. And here's my breaking news from earlier that I was talking about with the Vikings. Uh, I don't know if you got to see what I'm talking about in specifics, but this relates to TJ Hawkinson. Who? TJ Hawkins, Hawkinson. Sorry, Thank Hawkinson. You. Thank you. Um, TJ Hawkinson wants a historic contract extension for tight ends. He wants to reset Kelsey? the entire well, market. Let me look it up, but. Yeah. for tight ends when he signs his extension. The Vikings and CJ Hawkinson are currently working on a contract extension, but they are extremely far apart, according to reports. Uh, if that's me, fucking get Justin Jefferson shit signed first. <laughs> Sign his ass first. I I do not... Fuck. If TJ Hawkinson takes that money, fuck, fuck that. JJ first. Get Justin Jefferson signed first, man. Oh man, I. It would be the best episode of this podcast if Justin Jefferson was not a Minnesota Viking in like two years. Oh, That'd I hear the, the fraud. I hear the frauds though. I hear so the fraud alert. So I think Justin okay. is going to be a Viking. I think I'm okay. That means he, I don't. I don't know. I think I said Justin Jefferson's not going to be a Viking, and then yeah. the sirens went off. So yeah. you're safe. Uh, TJ Hawk, though, actually, I've been so interested in this as a Jordan Addison Dynasty owner and a USC fanboy. I, I really struggle seeing a, a scenario where Jordan Addison demands a higher target share than TJ Hawkinson this upcoming season. Like, to invest a second-round draft pick into a tight end when you had, well, this will be his last year, so two, one and a half years of contract time, you don't give up that second unless you plan on making him on the team for a while. So, like, TJ Hawk also last year after joining uh, Minnesota, 
he was tied with Travis Kelsey in targets per game for the tight end position. Uh, like TJ Hawkins' usage rate was very, very high last year. And like you said it best, like when you guys got him, you were raving like, holy shit, this could be big for the offense. KOC has shown you with where the targets go that he is a very important part of the offense. So for me personally, I just, I highly doubt that Jordan Addison will ever overtake TJ Hawk for targets. Even if we're looking at it at a per game basis, just looking near the end of the season come playoff time, TJ Hawk's going to be that number two target. Like he's going to be that number two guy. What do you think though? I don't know. Like, do you think, do you think shit maybe let TJ Hawk go? Like, I don't know. What do you think? I mean, look, they invested just a second round pick. So, yeah, from the standpoint of the capital you put in, you probably are planning on re-signing him. But yeah, at the but same I mean, time, with the way the cap change, structure though. with the way the cap structure works and having to re-sign JJ, I think it is way more important to work out the contract with Justin Jefferson first than TJ Hawkinson because oh, of the fact that TJ wants all this money. And, yeah, TJ will have the market, but um, – I think that if if it's if, if it's between choosing between TJ Hawkinson and JJ's contract, you're gonna let TJ walk. And yeah, he's the second option right now, but you have Jordan Addison there. And I mean, you can draft a tight end next year. You can sign one. It, it's an important position. Yeah. It's a very important position. But at the end of the day, what what is more important? Your future hall of fame projected wide receiver who's of one of the best top three players in the nfl or a potential like top five tight end top three tight end in the nfl maybe maybe i'm the dumb one here but shit it actually might just come down to if jordan addison can actually establish himself as like a wide receiver one on a different i mean you're, no you're not wrong you're no. not wrong but I, it's oh. just at the same time it's all cap and i don't but know also that- I don't know the cap numbers off the top of my head, but I'm assuming whatever goes into this is going to marginally take off the values that they can offer to Justin Jefferson because his contract's going to be like three, four years. Justin Jefferson is going to be five, four, five, probably five-ish is what I'm guessing. So it's going to be difficult. Then you get the quarterback values in there, Kirk Cousins' contract. He's up for contract after this season. Well, now that you got got the cogs turning – we're going to be, I guess, downgrading when it comes to quarterback budget post Kirk Cousins, assuming you go get a younger guy. So a little money open. Up. True, true. But the well, issue is, is the issue quick. is if if he leaves, if Kirk leaves, you lose all stability in yes. that with at that position. So now you're subjecting Justin Jefferson, all these players in the primes to developing up this new quarterback, right? So this was my whole idea. I, I said this before. I want Kirk Cousins for another year give stability, let the young guy learn, throw him in afterwards. Like, okay, I don't think you're going to be very hyped on this, but what if next year, Vikings, you guys finish, and you have, like, the 26th pick? Okay. And you get Quinn Ewers. Would you be hyped on that or no? I'd be hyped if he gets to sit behind somebody. If he's subjected to being thrown in immediately, then... You draft him... And 
I also Perf- that in I'm April going to guess it's going to be contingent. Gonna also, like I'd be more hyped if he played well this year as well. Let's also put it that way. Uh, that's obvious, though. Well, also to a slight degree, like for Quinn Ewers to be available at 26, he can't play too well this year. So keep that in mind. Well, there's also <laughs> there's also I mean keep in mind the amount of the Quinn amount Ewers of quarter- plays well this year. He's going top ten. Keep in mind the amount of quarterback prospects though that are going to be in this draft. We have Caleb Williams. We have Drake May. Like we have Michael Penix. We have Bo Nix. We have we have uh, Quentin Ewers. No, we have Michael no, say Pratt. It. Say, say it. Michael Pratt. No, 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 no. You haven't said it yet. Say it. God damn it. Say it. JJ Midcarthy. JJ oh, Midcarthy. Forgot JJ about Mid-Carthy. that. Spencer Rattler. Disregard him disregard i'm talking about only first round i'm talking about talking about first round (laughs) probable quarterbacks okay drew aller is actually eligible yeah he okay yeah that whole class quinn ewers aller uh those boys eligible uh kyle mccord even though he's not gonna be starting uh yeah so uh i mean we'll see we'll see good little content there though um but that's that's all I have before I get into these lists. Uh, well, I actually quick, no, there is one more thing. I just had one last little thing on TJ Hawk. Okay. Tell me, like, considering that KOC felt confident in TJ Hawk getting eight to nine targets a game down the stretch last year, and look at that playoff game. Look, look how many look how many targets TJ Hawkinson got in that playoff game, Everett. Okay, KOC had TJ Hawk on the back of his mind every single time he called a play in that game, but. I feel like it's very hard to come by a receiving tight end threat like TJ Hawkinson, where maybe in the back of KOC's mind, he's thinking, shit, if I let this one go, I will never get another TJ Hawk for the rest of my coaching career. I don't know. Like, yeah, I mean, look, yeah, you have possible, but it, 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 it is possible. TJ is really, really good for a tight end. He is fantastic route running catching safe no yeah but it's still it's triaging you gotta you, you know, gotta choose it's a tight end you know so you gotta choose uh last thing we have before these lists uh your favorite your favorite conversation for the nfl that we're gonna have trey lance well not quite my favorite my favorite justin fields but number two because by nature justin fields is involved with trey lance so uh yeah i'm gonna come out and say it. trey lance is the biggest bust in NFL history, considering what the 49ers gave up to take it. Now, if we're just talking player pick position, it's tough to beat Jamarcus Russell. Okay. It's tough. Uh shit. Like, like a Marcus Mariota, is he considered like this? Like a Darnold, yes. But like a Mar- like Wilson, Zach Wilson, yes. But like I mean, I Mariota, know, like a Mariota. I don't or, think. I think. I think people will deem him uh, a a a a bust. Didn't live for up to the hype. The, 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 I I don't think the bust is the Not right word bust. to use. Yeah, I think it yeah. the, it's the didn't live up because bust yeah. is like you got nothing for it. Yeah, like bust, like legitimately, like oh my god, like like dead terrible. Anyone else, it would have been like bad. if they're serviceable. Like, it's it's like. T- some people will use the term bust, but it's not the same kind of bust. Like it's different. It's a different bust. And it also does depend on who you are. Like, yeah. Some people might say Cam Newton's a bust. Uh, man won MVP. No, he was not. But anyway. Like, yeah. Uh, Trey Lance, though. Uh, 
we'll just have a quick little reminder of what they gave up to get him. So they gave up uh two first round fraud alert Trey Lance. Oh my god. They gave up two first round picks, which uh turned out to be Jalen Waddle and Bradley Chubb. And one other first. Tyreek Hill. Oh my God! Could you imagine if the San Francisco fucking 49ers had Tyreek and Waddle? Oh, oh keep Bradley keep in mind Trump. too. Keep in mind too. Tyreek and Waddle. By the way, the Justin draft Fields. went. By the way, the draft went. They would have gotten Justin Fields because of how far he fell. I know. It's shit. Justin Fields might be a Viking right now if they like wait. It's like Everett, Everett, Everett. Kyle, Kyle fucking Shanahan. He is in. A meeting with his uh, GM. I forgot his name. I just also uh, John Lynch. Lynch. He's on a PJ with him, flying back from Justin Fields' second pro day when he lit it the fuck up and ran like a four four. And everyone's like, "All right, Justin's Justin's he's drawing up plays he's for Trey Lance. Up plays for Trey Lance." And Lynch was like, "There is nothing I can do to convince Kyle." I also just want to say this that, so. to all of to all of like John, not John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan amazing at taking unknown bad assumingly bad quarterbacks and making them suitable for his offense the fact With that trey be evals the, the the fact that trey lance is so bad that not even kyle shanahan can make him work in the offense is that is bad now, injuries are a big part of it true too, but like the the other thing too by the way I, I, this is very big on Vikings. justin fields was there yeah the 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 storyline the comps like that's that's the big thing for what you could get i mean shit tyree hill on on the fucking 49ers oh my god and waddle forget bradley chubb just tyreek and waddle and debo and mccaffrey and kittle and i you i could be the quarterback of that team we could do some damage um but also like this is huge on viking sweater it's like giving up like a six round pick right now like that's it has to be what his value is, is like a sixth. If I have no idea what his value, I don't know what is the value of a guy. They, they've been saying that they've been trying to offer him. They've been saying that they've been trying to ship him off all off season, but they haven't got a strong enough offer. So I'm assuming they're trying to get something higher. But like, if I'm a GM, I'm throwing. I'm like, I'll give you a fifth, sixth rounder right now for him. I'm not going to give you that much. The the, the dude not, is injury prone. Much. He's your third string quarterback. He hasn't done any. He, I his think contracts can. No bullshit ever. I think he started in twelve football games in the last seven years of his life. Yeah, and like I said, Geno Smith last year threw more passing yards than, or had more passing attempts or whatever than Trey Lance has had in his career as a uh, at any age. Yes, yes. Like like in but, total, uh, he did not throw um, a lot at. Uh, San- North Dakota State. North Dakota, but that 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 is all that is all that I've got. Uh, let's get into our lists here real quick, and we'll wrap up this episode afterwards. Short episode today. Oh, oh, just real quick. Shout out Jim Ursay for giving Jonathan Taylor uh seven days to find a trade partner. You guys heard it here first. If he finds a trade partner on the eighth day, no trade has to be done in seven. So. Hey, if you offer two first round picks of Jonathan Taylor in seven days from now, they don't care. Doesn't matter. He has a time limit. So that was my last thing. That made no sense to me. Just real quick B A S H A M, Basham or Basham? 
I don't know. I'm asking what, how would you pronunciate it? Basham Probably or Basham? Basham. Basham? Probably, but I don't, Fuck I don't it. know. That's what I said last night. All right. <laughs> Bills surprise and keeps and cuts. Here we go. Keep Puna Ford and Justin Shorter. Cut AJ Klein, Andy Isabella, Matt Barkley, Boogie Basham, Darrington Evans, and Ty Johnson. What the hell did Matt Barkley do to you, dude? He threw no. three picks in a preseason game That's versus the okay. Steelers. You know what the role of a backup quarterback is when you have a stud like Josh Allen? It's to provide absolutely They also have Kyle Allen. Threat. We're, oh, oh, wait, wait. Just making sure we're on the same page. We're talking Florida, uh, former Texas A&M legend Kyle Allen, correct? Yes. Okay, yeah, Matt Barkley. I'm I'm on team Keith. I'm on team Keith. Okay. I'm definitely not biased from him being a USC quarterback. I'm definitely not. Uh, here are my top 10 offensive rookie situations for the 2023 season. Uh, yeah, Grant Scott uh-huh. defensive. Not many linemen on this list, but yeah, it's okay. All right, here we go. Uh, let's do 10 to 1. Deuce Vaughn, Jonathan Mingo, Jaden Reed, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Tajay Spears, Sam Laporta, Quinton Johnston, Jordan Addison, Jameer Gibbs, and B. John Robinson. Yeah, I, like at the time we were kind of pooping on the Bijan pick just because like just don't spend a top 10 pick on a running back. And I still ultimately do think that like long-term with Ritter at quarterback, I mean, you're not going to do shit in the playoffs with him and Bijan. But from just the perspective of Bijan Robinson and his agent, oh my God, the ATL was the greatest place to go. Oh my God, Bijan is over the moon right now. Uh, like last year, they had like that dude, Kyle Pitts, generational tight end. And uh, he was literally not even, literally Arthur Smith wasn't even aware of Kyle Pitts when they went into the red zone. He was like, who the, who the hell is 88? Who the, the fuck, fuck is, is eight? Who is number eight? Oh, oh, he's just eight. <laughs> uh, he's, the hell is that dude? Is he on our team? We sure? I think he's got the wrong jersey on. That's not our guy. Uh, like Drake London got more red zone targets than Kyle Pitts, which... I also like London as a USC guy, but I mean, oh, it's Bijan season. Now, maybe you think I'm crazy here. For just a normal fantasy football league, I would take Bijan as the first running back off the board. I'd take him over uh, McCaffrey. See, that's a big that's a big debate right now is where he – should he go in the first round? Should he not? I think at worst, running go- back three. At worst. What do you think? So, CMC goes – Let's say CMC one, Eckler two, and I don't think Eckler will finish top five, but he's like going as RB. And Saquon three? Well, I would, I guess it'd be Saquon. Because you got Josh Jacobs too, but that's if he comes back. Well, low key, I think on like ESPN, Derrick Henry might be RB three, which is not happening, but uh, it's Tajay Spears season. That's the RB three. But regardless, I don't know. I don't know. Bijan, I'm I got high hopes. I think Bijan can have a historic rookie season this year. Because of Arthur Smith. I'm a little worried about running through for 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 fantasy production if they if they end up doing a committee kind of deal, because Algier's pretty good There's too. There's no way that Tyler It's Algier Arthur Smith his, we're talking about. But it's B, number eight pick in the draft. 
Yeah, and he doesn't do even. Pick. You don't do he, that he, unless he is the man. Yeah, what what pick did uh Kyle Pitts go? But that wasn't Arthur Smith's draft pick. You sure about that? He came the year after. I know because Kyle Pitts first year put up a thousand yards. People were like, "Holy fuck!" Yeah, and but last Arthur year was Smith the second. Last year was his second year. We sure about that? I'll I'll be fact checking this. Hold on. Are we sure about that? Fact fact checking. Because yeah, last year was the- his second year. Well, okay, I. So he was drafted by well, Arthur well, Smith. Real quick, real quick, real quick. If that is the case, then why is it that every single thing I read online is that Arthur Smith fucking hates Kyle Pitts? Because he just didn't target him last year. But he had a thousand yards. The first, why would he go away from that? Dude, I don't know. Okay, maybe this, maybe this he pulled is a... no longer about Bijan Kyle who, Pitts. Who, who is it that's dating Doc? Intelligence. Who, who uh, is it that? <laughs> who's this, dating this Doc is, Rivers' daughter? We have moved the subject on now. Okay, what the fuck is Arthur Smith on? Sign me up. Uh, it might be some of that three cheese shit. It might be some of that like some of that good OG stuff. But oh my god, Arthur Smith, what are you smoking? Uh, do not tell me Arthur Smith was it. Yeah, he drafted him. <laughs> this makes no sense. Dude, I've been saying this, this for so up. long. No, it doesn't. What? It's not, it, it wasn't Tyler Algier and Cordell Patterson where he's like, oh my God, we have a run game. Kyle Pitts, see ya. There's no way that was it. It must have been Mariota at quarterback. That's the only explanation. Maybe, but things, <clears throat> I don't know if things changed know. when Ritter stepped in. Like, shit. We saw what Matt Ryan did in Indy last year. Like, Mariota is probably an upgrade. So, like, I don't ever, th- there's a lot of questions now. I Arthur Smith. I thought I thought his chin and his lack of beard was his biggest problem, but now I don't know. I have no idea what it is anymore. I what? I, I don't know. Oh my! Kyle Pitts had 350 receiving yards last year. 35 percent production compared. We're talking to about him. a fantasy bust. Ugh, okay. All right. Uh, top 10 defensive breakouts. Uh, I think I think we're done with Arthur Smith and his chin now. Uh, holy shit! Wow! Oh my god! He drafted Kyle Pitts and does not care. I told you. I told you. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Now, yeah, Ty- Tyler Algier, like seriously, might be the first and second down back. Bijan might just be the third down receiving back, like actually. Uh, but holy fuck! Oh my god, Everett! Holy shit! That is, that's bad. Okay, top ten defensive breakouts. Uh, let's go, uh, yeah, let's go, let's go 10 to 1, 10 to 1, uh, or top 10 defensive rookie situations. Okay. Tuli Tui Pelotu, Ivan Pace, Nolan Smith, Christian Gonzalez, Will McDonald, Emmanuel Forbes, Jack Campbell, Will Anderson, Devon Witherspoon, and Jalen Carter. Now, 10 to 1. Right, ten to one. Yeah, ten to one. Now I realize halfway through saying that that you always like to say junior, 
and I usually take it out. Uh, but yeah, uh, what are you thinking though? When we look at like a Jalen Carter, Will Anderson right now. Let's 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 talk at so like Will, Will Anderson. Will Anderson, the reason I like his situation is one, he's doing well. Two traded up to get he's him starting. Three, uh, he's Little gonna be the key, he is the key piece on that defense right now. Oh, yeah. Four, uh, you know I love D'Amico Ryan's. You know I love D'Amico Ryan's. So I know. And that team I think is gonna be better than people expect this year. And look, they have Jalen Petre, they have Derek Stingley. Uh, they had another, uh, another safety. I forgot. Safety that's good too. I can't remember what his name is. Um, so I'm expecting like that, that's good building blocks, and they have a defensive minded head coach. Like that's great. Yeah, I think it makes like at the time we were like, "Ooh, Texans giving up your first next year." That's no, I, I still but... think that it was dumb. Fuck, that was that was oh, stupid. Okay, okay, that was okay, stupid. Okay, okay. I still think that was stupid. Mar- Either either JSN JSN with CJ Stroud or Marv with CJ Stroud. You could have still gotten JSN this year too. You could have gotten two of them. Marv, you could have got Marv and Uh, JSN. You could have gotten both of them. Regardless, uh, yeah, I mean, D'Amico got a Will Anderson. Maybe, maybe, maybe D'Amico could have some fun there. Uh, but. When I look at the other guys, cornerbacks, a lot of good situations there. A lot, a lot of, a lot of open opportunities for some of those cornerbacks, like uh, Witherspoon, Forbes, and Gonzalez. Now, Gonzalez a little banged up, so we got moved down a little. Uh, but still, it's but Bill Belichick. I believe uh, coming out, or at least for me, uh, coming out pre-draft process. Christian Gonzalez was my cornerback one. So well, uh, so you know, I had Devin Witherspoon one, yeah, Devon Witherspoon one, opinions, but but for the Waterboy list, we had Christian Gonzalez as. Oh, the one. I know why D'Amico Ryan took Will Anderson. He's a Bama guy. He wanted to take his Bama dude. That's it. It's literally just some bullshit politics, nepo bullshit. He just took him because he was Bama. That's what happened. Oh, people. I mean, D'Amico Ryan's people forget that he played against florida in those documentary games D'Amico ryan's was playing for the alabama crimson tide in those fucking games so and he was <laughs> didn't go over that uh i guess that didn't matter at all though but well with that thank you guys so much for watching listening raise five stars you can find us on tiktok youtube twitter and on instagram at waterboy pod record words per minute right there holy shit that was fast damn damn wpm yeah <laughs> You can find me and Grant on Twitter at Everstakes and at Waterboy right Grant. back at it. God damn. You are on one today. All right. Keep going. <laughs> Make sure you put on the notifications. Subscribe. Grant's making a lot of reactions right now. You thought I was going to talk again, but I think No, I yeah. saw the cup. I saw the cup. Uh, make sure to put on notifications, subscribe. We put up new episodes on all podcast platforms and on YouTube every Tuesday and Thursday. We post new TikToks every Tuesday or yeah, Tuesday to Sunday. Don't want to miss that either. Uh, we are starting to do live streams and other things. We're going to be starting that up soon. Um, we'll be mainly Madden and we'll, we'll go from there. But with that, thank you so much. Make sure to follow us on everything. See you in the next episode. And Water Dynasty update. Uh, yours truly got Cooper Cup and some other bum. For Jaden Reed, who's the other shithead? Cedric Tillman. And a first. Uh, man, is today a good day? All right. See you, boys. Waterboys out. Episode.